Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. What's up, everyone? Excited to announce your guest for episode 28, Vijay Vishwanathan. Vijay is a SaaS marketer with a technical background. He spent the past decade in three high-growth, early-stage startups leading distributed marketing teams. Specifically, he's held VP of marketing position at StarMind and the CMO post at Goodwall, along with other marketing positions Vijay spent the first 25 years of his life studying, living, and working around the world, including a decade in the U.S. and eight years in Latin America. Currently, he's based in Zurich, Switzerland. He has quite the interesting professional journey with having taken two sabbaticals along the road. Vijay also has a podcast called On Path Podcast, where you hear behind the scenes of what got professionals in the technology sector to where they are today. Now, in this episode, we cover Vijay's professional journey and the two sabbaticals he's taken, the value in sabbaticals, and if they are for everyone, is personal growth selfish? And lastly, foundational knowledge and habits in our professional and personal lives. Now, this was a fascinating conversation with Vijay, and it allowed me also to reflect on my personal sabbatical as we went through his. I think you'll enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Now, let's wait no further and dive right in. Vijay, thank you for joining an episode of the Growth Lab all the way from Switzerland and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. So 2020, 2021, here we come. This is the this is going to be the second episode because we've done one for 2021. But uh, logistically, this is the first recording uh, of, of 2021. So thank you for being the first guest on the Growth Lab for 2021, uh, VJ. And, you know, we were talking about this a little bit prior to the podcast starting, but a good, good uh sort of kickoff for us in the conversation is your professional journey. You've had an interesting professional journey. You've taken two sabbaticals in your professional journey, which is, uh, you know, I've taken one, but you, <laughs> yeah. you, you've, you've taken two, which is interesting because it's not, it's not quite uh, normal uh, common for, for people to do that. Right. And I know you yeah. have a lot of uh, thoughts behind what sabbaticals mean and, and both of them have been really different. So let's, let's go back to the first one. Why did you, why did you take that one? And then we can talk about that one and then we can go into the second one as well. Yeah. Um, the first one was uh, quite opportunistic. Uh, so this was back in 2009 and I was working at a marketing agency uh, at Buenos Aires in, in Argentina at the time. And I also was interested in going to grad school. I applied to a bunch of grad schools and uh, in, in both Europe and the US, um, heard back from them, had several options. And one of my top choices was this grad school in Switzerland. And they offered this very appealing possibility of being able to def- defer for a year um, and then and join the subsequent year. So um, I think uh especially that being like the very first time I was doing such a thing uh it was 
uh, it gave me the secure feeling knowing that I had something lined up for, for one year later and, and being able to take that time off. Uh, what, what drove me to take the sabbatical at that time as well was uh, I was very interested in traveling and seeing more of the world. Uh, during my uh, time uh, in my under undergraduate studies, I wanted to study abroad, but unfortunately my scholarship didn't allow me to study abroad because effectively I was already studying abroad by studying abroad in the US. So, <laughs> um, so this, this uh, opportunity would kind of really allow me to scratch that itch. And it also uh, helped me realize like one of my lifelong dreams and something I was very interested in at the time, which was going to see a World Cup in person. So I went to the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, nice. I spent five weeks in, in South Africa. I visited probably my favorite country to visit in the world uh, for the very first time. Uh, that was, um, I spent a month in Japan. That was an incredible experience. Uh, backpacking through the country. I started in the north and went all the way to the south and then took a ferry to South Korea and, uh, and went on. So, yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So I love the travel aspect of it, right? And that's, and as we were talking about, that's the, that was your first go around is, is traveling. What did you, by the end of it, what did you get out of that, right? Like, was it, um, you know, after having traveled for, what was it, six, 12 months, you said, a year? Was it a year total, the first one? Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a full year, but I would come back kind of to home base in Argentina between trips. So it was, the trips were a month to two months at a go, yeah. but I would also come back home. Yeah, so by the end of the 12 months, what, what were your takeaways out of that first one? And there was a lot of travel, right? So, you know, yeah. perhaps there wasn't, uh, you know, transformational breakthroughs, but it was more about the visibility. But I find even in those trips when I've traveled and it's very casual, uh, it's a very casual trip. You know, there's a space that's created in you when you're just, you know, walking around in a different place. And there's always, I've had breakthroughs in that way, very, very um, uh, naturally, not, not sitting down and meditating and thinking about a, a breakthrough, but just naturally they come up. How, what was it for, like, what was it like for you, you know, at the end of that 12 months, any big breakthroughs that you had? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I really enjoyed during that travel was being able to take my time. I mm -hmm. wasn't on any kind of schedule where uh, I had to get back to work or school by a certain date. So some of these journeys were open-ended where I had a starting point and kind of a rough end point. And, you know, if I liked a place, I would spend more time there. And uh, I'm the kind of person who really enjoys having just like wide open space and time to explore, mm -hmm. uh, both mentally and physically. And so uh, this really allowed for that. Um, uh, on, on the flip side also, you know, traveling can, can be very tiring. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so uh, it was nice to have, it was nice to have those uh, breaks where I was back home. Uh, I, I know of people who do kind of 12 months at a go uh, and I admire them, but I, I don't think I would, <laughs> I don't think I'm equipped to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the space created, as you mentioned, when you're traveling and just having that flexibility to know there isn't a, a end plan, right? Like not yeah. knowing where you're going to end up is, is, is quite the quite the feeling and one that a lot of in the Western world, we're not really used to because everything is so mapped out and so planned, right? It's, yeah. hey, this is what I'm going to do, you know, this month, next month, and there's a place for that, right? It's important to have that. But, uh, you know, I remember when I took my sabbatical and not, not knowing where the next place I was going to was was a, a polarity and an extreme that I really had to 
test out to see how that felt and that, you know, it, it, it brought a level of trust in the universe and trust in the mystery of what's going to happen. Right. That was, yeah. that was a breakthrough I took away after not having experienced that in the past. So that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing that comes out of that when you're traveling in that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say I'm the kind of person who's very structured, uh, schedules a lot of things ahead of time. So uh, it was, it was a novel experience for me. Um, and this was also, of course, pre-smartphone, um, you know, the internet was at a different stage. So just kind of went into a lot of things without any idea of, <laughs> of, uh, of how it would be, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, I feel like nowadays, maybe that's, that's one of the, um, one of the magical elements that maybe been lost a bit like you have so many reviews and photos and 3d virtual tours ahead of time that <laughs> you know it's not always a, a total surprise yeah that's so true that's so true and it's it's like everything is planned to the t whereas like you've seen everything that you've you know you um you would haven't kind of planned to see, right? Like everything is already mapped out in that way. And then it's interesting too, when people get to their trips, they're spending most of their time recording and looking at their phones, <laughs> the same yeah. the same thing that they were doing before. So it's, it's definitely, you know, having that uncertainty and having that openness, I, I think it's, it's no novel and also something that everyone should, should test because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you, you, it's hard to live your life like that all the time, but you can yeah. find a new middle ground for you. So when you're super structured on one end, so that's one extreme, have everything planned out to the T. And then on the other end, you have nothing planned. So it's like both, both are extremes in some ways, right? So it's like when you test both of them out, you can find your new middle ground. That, that was my sort of takeaway when I tested both. I was very structured. And then I was, you know, when, when I was on my sabbatical, very open and didn't know exactly what I was going to do next. And I did that for eight months to a year. And then I found the new middle ground for me was, was somewhere in the middle of those, those two. Um, yeah. So what did it look like for you when you got back after this first sabbatical back into work, a lot of traveling, and you said you were back in Argentina and what was the role that you were going back to? Like, what was the integration like coming off of uh, and traveling for a year? Yeah, so uh, that was, I came back from, so South Africa was actually the very last trip that I did in the World 2010, Cup, right? the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I came back, I packed my bags and moved to Switzerland to go to university. So it was okay. actually moving to a whole new life. Okay. A new continent, a new, uh, you know, I went from working back to studying, so... So there is novelty in that too, you know, going to a new country. So I, I, so that would have been, it wasn't returning to the same kind of setup. It was completely new. So coming back in, I would imagine that was still quite exciting for you as you, as you started working or as you yeah. started studying and, and all of that. And that, what made you move to Switzerland? What was the, was, you know, how did you pick this university? What, what happened there? Yeah. So I, well, I, I think that one base element is that it, um, it offered a program I was very interested in, uh, you know, uh, a highly ranked university. Uh, so it met it met all that criteria. But I think beyond that, uh, I was very eager to move to Europe. Uh, in my undergraduate studies, I had the opportunity to take some art history courses and learn about uh, European art history. I got very into it. Uh, and that was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to study abroad. It didn't work out, uh, even though our, our university had a kind of study abroad program with, with Florence. And so uh, later on after university, I moved to California and I remembered like, you know, I, I, I loved California. I loved being in San Francisco, but I remember during my lunch breaks, I would look at 
photos of all these places in Europe and think, oh, I can't wait to go. Uh, I can't wait to go there on vacation. And then this is kind of a possibility to actually move and live in the heart of Europe. Um, yeah, and so so that's that's kind of what inspired my decision to the, the place. Got it, got it. And and ever since you've been in Switzerland, right after that, after starting studying, and you've you've been there. Uh, yes. Since, okay. Yeah, got, exactly. Gotcha. Um, so let's let's talk to the fast forward to the second one, and then let's stay on the topic of sabbaticals because I think there's yeah. a, a more that we can get into. Um, how did that second one come up? So you you, you I'm, I'm assuming you've complete you completed your studies, and then you know where did you start working, and then what prompted this uh, second sabbatical that you're currently in? Uh, yeah. You know what what prompted that one? Yeah. So I um, I did the two year program, graduated joined an early stage startup um, and worked there for four years, joined another early stage startup, worked there for three years, and then 2019 moved to Zurich where I'm currently based. In what capacity um, did you work with those startups as a CMO? So uh, in, um, in the first one, I worked in an analytics and marketing role. Mm -hmm. um, in the second one, I worked as, the, as a CMO, so leading the marketing team. Mm -hmm. And in my most recent uh, startup, uh, which is really more at a scale-up stage, it's it, it's larger and more established. Um, I worked as the VP marketing, gotcha. um, and by the end of 2019, I'm, I'm tempted to say last year, but actually by the year before. <laughs> so by the by the end of 2019, um, I realized I I needed a, a I, I could use another sabbatical, um, and uh, yeah, and that's what inspired me to take this one. Now it's been very, very different from the first one. Uh, mm -hmm. The first one was all about change and exploration and novelty. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second one, we've literally been at home <laughs> the, the, the whole time. I mean, actually we've been fortunate enough to be able to do some uh, some trips uh, this year, but it's, it's really been about um, personal growth and uh, personal development. I, I like to think of it as setting ourselves up for success in the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, I've been really thinking a lot about habits. What are new habits I can develop now? Uh, it's not easy developing, uh, you know, putting in place new habits, but it's definitely easier when you're not working full time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, my, my intention has very much been to develop positive habits, do the hard work upfront right now, and then it's easier to maintain later, even with, when things get busier. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the flip side, what are old habits that are not serving me any longer that I can, you know, use the, the, the time to get rid of right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what was what prompted that? Did you just feel, you said you had been in the workforce, you know, kind of coming off of the first one, you said seven years, six to seven years, maybe more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from that point, like what prompted the sabbatical? Was it just a, a level of burnout or was it just, Hey, I could, I could use some time off. Like what was the, what was the compelling reason for that? Yeah, I, I felt just that um, there, there was also like, you know, professionally, there were some things I wanted to dive into more. Yeah. Um, and personally, I felt I could, I could use some, some time off and then extended period of time off. Yeah. 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 So this is, this one has been almost a year. Yeah. For you? Almost it's a year. Been, it's, it's been a full year. Yeah. Fully, it was all of 2020, essentially. All of 2020. Yeah, yeah. So you picked an interesting year to take, take some time off. I don't know if that was a, 
I mean, it, if it was, it didn't include a lot of travel. So I think it would have been fine for that. For a lot of reflections and a lot of personal growth. That was 2020 was a good year for that. Um, yeah. And it's weird to say like that 2020, <laughs> you're not looking, reflecting back on it. So, so tell, tell us about that. Tell us about the personal growth. What were some of the things that you did, right? Personal growth is a big umbrella. So yeah. you took, you took, you know, you left your company, 2020 yeah. started. Uh, yeah. and you know, what did it walk us through? What did it look like? What did you do? What books did you read? You know, give us the, give us the lowdown on 2020 for you. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, interestingly, it did start with, uh, the, all of January, I was visiting family and friends and that worked out to be perfect in terms of timing. So I got to see them basically as late as I could before things started to shut down. To shut down. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, so in terms of personal development, uh, I've really been thinking a lot about like the foundational things. And for me, the foundational things are sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Um, and these are things in the past that, you know, I've let slip, but now there was absolutely no excuse that, <laughs> you know, I had basically, you know, the, the calendar open to be able to work on these things. And, and what I've realized for me really is that sleep is, a, a, you know, what, what some people would call a keystone habit. It's the habit that keeps all the other positive things in place. Um, so when I, get, when I get my eight plus hours of sleep, I'm, I'm well equipped to deal with, you know, everything that the day throws at me. Um, you know, there've been a lot of small things like I've, I've started, uh, I've been doing daily journaling and I started very, very ambitious trying to, you know, uh, kind of really capture the, the full essence of the day. And that didn't last very long. <laughs> but uh, what I've eventually pivoted to and have been able to stick to is just five lines on that particular day. Now it could be anything. There's some days where, you know, there are like five memorable things, but maybe I just write about one of them. But already it's been so interesting to go back and look at March, 2020, when I was writing about stockpiling food. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you could, you could see the, you could see like the amount of uncertainty there was and yeah. already just like nine months later, it's incredible to, to look back at it. So I'm thinking, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, imagine uh, how interesting it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some of the big habits and journaling is a, is a big one for me as well. So, um, and I love the aspect of returning to the foundational you know, aspects of, of personal growth. Um, you know, we had an episode um, uh, earlier returning to the basics, back to the basics with my good friend, Garrett McDonald. And we spent essentially the whole conversation talking about returning to the basics and, and focusing on the basics because then everything else starts to fall into place. So if your basics are out of sync, you're not sleeping enough, you're not eating good food, you're not exercising, everything else doesn't matter as much if you don't have the at the basics, the foundational items, you know, taken care of. Um, so the, the sleep aspect of it, um, exercise and, and eating healthy, right? So we'll, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, from a sleeping aspect, I mean, I, I recently ordered a, a Aura Ring. I don't know if you've heard of these, have you, VJ? No, I haven't. Uh, so these are interesting. You'll find them especially because you, you talk about the sleep aspects. It's a sleep tracker. Uh, it's a okay. sleep tracker, a ring, uh, Aura, yeah. uh, O-U-R-A, if anybody wants to, uh, wants to check it out. I recently got it after that episode, actually, because <laughs> my friend, my friend Garrett, um, you know, he, he had one and he recommended that I get one. And essentially, you know, you, you don't have to wear it all day. You can, um, mm -hmm. but essentially before you go to sleep, 
you put it on and it tracks your sleep uh, from the yeah. time you go to sleep, your heart rate variability, you know, uh, just very, a lot of the details about your sleep patterns. So mm -hmm. how much deep sleep did you get? How much REM sleep did you get? Um, okay. You know, how many times did you wake up during the, the night kind of restfulness? Yeah. Um, and it'll recommend, uh, it'll suggest things that you can do to uh, perhaps make that piece better. So it'll rank you in a system and it'll give you a score for that day. So if you got an 80 and above, that's really good. But if you got it low, it'll kind of give you the essential items that you can fix. So I, I found yeah. that to be really, really useful um, for, for sleeping and just kind of keeping track. And, then, yeah. and it's interesting whenever you have caffeine too late in the day or you have alcohol, you'll yeah. notice such a big difference in your score. It's like, and it's just factual, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I shouldn't yes. have. Uh, so it's, it, it records it in that way. So just wanted to have that plug. You know, I, I don't get sponsored by them or anything, but it's been, <laughs> but it's been, <laughs> not, uh, yet, yeah. not yet. Right. But it's been, it's been nice. It's been nice, it's been a nice thing. And it goes to your, your point how yeah. foundational sleep is. So, yeah. so those three pieces that you mentioned, and we don't have to spend too much time on them, but yeah. sleeping, exercising, and, and eating healthy, how, how have you improved, you know, in mm -hmm. this time? Cause you said you really focused on those three things and yeah. you know, what did they look like for you? And obviously there's so many variations of exercising, so many variations of eating healthy, but generally, yeah. you know, how have you improved your sleeping, your exercising and eating healthy or yeah. your nutrition? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So even, even though there, I've just taken a very kind of like foundational approach with sleep, one of the big things has just been educating myself about sleep. Um, one of the books I read in 2020 is Why We Sleep. Highly recommend it. It's, um, it, it's interesting because in about exercise and nutrition, there's a lot of information out there about sleep. I don't think there's as much accessible information. There's maybe a lot of academic texts. Uh, so this, this, this book is, is definitely a must read. So, so that was that was like kind of the first element, just educating myself about it, and then after that, making sure you know it's it, it's probably nothing that you haven't heard uh, heard of before, but you know making sure that I um, uh, have caffeine only very early in the day. I used to have coffee before. Right now, I'm just sticking to just tea early in the day. So I'm I'm one of these people who's very sensitive to caffeine, and I have um, I have difficulty falling asleep. I don't have difficulty staying asleep. So it's kind of also just learning about you know, who you are as a, a, like your, your individual sleep challenges, um, you know, turning off, uh, like getting off of screens earlier in the day. Um, another nice habit that I've also uh, kind of integrated into pre-sleep is reading. So now I both start and end the day with reading. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's been great. And that's something that, you know, I think in kind of the full swing of, of daily life working full-time would, would have been much more challenging to integrate. But I think now to maintain that going forward would, would be much easier. Um, and not eating too late as well, uh, I found this helped for me. So I, I generally aim for now 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. But I think at the end, you know, and that's what I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very big consumer of kind of self-help in terms of articles, books, podcasts. But at the end, I really feel that each person has to create their own guidelines, use all that information as inspiration, um, as, you know, kind of to help them formulate their own experiments. But at the end, we have to, we have to create our own, uh, our own self-help book. Yeah, I love that. I love that concept of creating your own 
uh, self-help book, right? Because a lot of what I talk about on the, on the podcast, on growth lab, uh, you know, getting, when getting 1% better, um, you know, with every episode and what, what I, what I say behind that is whatever you listen in, you know, try it, experiment and thus lab in the growth lab is like experiment Mm. with it, try it. If it fits, if it works with you, you know, keep it, if it doesn't just throw it out. Right. So then it goes to that same kind of notion of creating your own self-help book, right. Your own, own guidelines. Um, and, and, you know, have you, so what's your process look like when we, when we talk about the self-help book, right. Like for you as an individual, it's, I like that concept. So let's talk about it a little bit more. What has that looked like for you in, in, you know, in the past and just especially in 2020, um, you know, what are some of the guidelines in addition to the foundational pieces that you've started to incorporate? Yeah. I've, uh, you know, use the time to kind of listen very widely. Like I'm, I'm an avid consumer of podcasts. So this has been a year where I really have explored a lot of new podcasts, um, come across new hosts and new shows that I, that I really enjoy. Um, that, you know, if, whereas in a normal time, maybe you can't just kind of, you know, click through lots of things and just read without any specific objective. But when your calendar is open, you can, you can afford to do that more. So, um, that's been great. You know, uh, just to touch upon like a couple other things I've, I've changed. Uh, one of the books I've read is actually the, the green book. You probably can't read the title from there from here, but it's, um, it's called Eating Animals. And um, it was a, an excellent overview of kind of really the ethical and environmental impact of eating animals. And I read that in February, 2020 and have massively reduced how much um, animal products to consume. Uh, so that, that's been a, a, a great uh, improvement uh, for, for me personally. Um, and in terms of exercising also, I've been, you know, I think the very basic thing that I'm sticking to right now is I get exercising every day and I wasn't doing that before. You know, there were, they were excuses before and now, now there just isn't, even though actually at this moment, all the gyms are closed. Normally I've been going to the gym and it's the middle of winter but I still managed to get it in. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, that's in a lot of the conversations I've had, right. It returns to the, the, the basic principles. And if I can, um, if I, if I can emphasize uh, this for the audience in 2021, as I go back to the basics, focus on those things, right. Are you, are you getting enough sleep, right? So just to emphasize that again. And if you're not just put intention around it, just like we just said, he started to study up on it, look at articles, um, you know, I, I got this ring, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, like, it's like, how can you put more intention around it, especially if you know, that's area that you need to work on. Same thing with yeah. nutrition, right? Like, just if you put your intention around getting eating more healthy, um, you know, that will make such a big difference in all other aspects of your life. And then yeah. exercising, to your point, there's so many different ways of exercising at the gym at home, so many different programs. Yeah. Very easy to find YouTube, easy search, you'll find a workout, right? It's just, it's just putting the intention behind it and getting it done. Um, and then the other principles you've talked about, right? With journaling, right? Again, yeah. uh, it, it's, it comes up again and again, you know, how beneficial that can be one from a reflection perspective. And also uh, if you're writing down your goals, right? You're writing down what you want to achieve. Um, you're just priming yourself to get those things done. You know, I, when I journal in the morning, um, I'll write down what I want to achieve in that day. And just overall, what I'm the person that I want to become, what are the values mm-hmm. that I want to take on? And I'll just kind of have affirmations in that way every morning. And it makes such a big difference, right? So journaling is a, is a key component of personal growth as, as BJ highlighted there reading, 
right? Another, mm -hmm. another key component. These are not things that are, that are new. Uh, they're not rocket science. They're not anything, uh, you know, transformative that we're bringing up, but it's like, again, those foundational things, if you do them, like reading, if you read every day, you're priming yourself, you're working your brain, your vocabulary increases. It's just such a great thing besides all the knowledge you're, you're uh, picking up from the book itself. Um, so yeah. that's, that's another another piece, another um, habit that you can start to incorporate. And you can focus on as you as you were mentioning all of those habits, right, you can focus on the areas that you feel that you need to work on, right, you don't have to do all of them all at once, but start to kind of map it out and say, okay, out of these things, where am I, where am I missing? Or where do I not have? Um, where can I improve the most, and then go to that first and start to incorporate that into the piece. Now, something that that, uh, you know, we, we discussed before VJ is personal growth and is personal growth selfish, right? Like, is it when you work on yourself so much, right? Is it, is it a selfish thing? What's your take on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I've been taking, taking two sabbaticals is um, in some ways a little bit indulgent, but I think for me, I, I don't think personal growth is fundamentally selfish because it really allows you to show up as your best self for your family, for your friends, for your colleagues. And I think even just for the world in general, for all the, all the strangers you might interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, when you are a better person mentally and, you know, in just in, in every respect, you can, you can be more considered, you can be more patient, you can be more caring. Um, and I think that that really just helps make the world a better place. So yeah, I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. I found in myself whenever I'm focusing on myself in that way with the good habits, um, when I'm reading, when I'm doing all the personal growth principles, right? I'm just trying to become the best version of myself. I yeah. show up better uh, for my colleagues. I show up better for uh, you know everyone that I interact with, my clients. I show up better in my family. I'm interacting with my family in a more powerful, impactful way. I'm showing up, you know, more powerfully to stranger. I'm showing up more powerfully to uh, recording these podcasts, right? So it's like when I have that focus, that internal focus to become better, it externalizes, right? Because everything really starts within. And that's something that, uh, you know, I've personally been reflecting on too. It's just like how important, and this has been a key principle for me over, over time, is just uh, the focus keeping the focus internal because the external comes naturally, right? Like looking within to change things and not going external first. So not going after fixing things on the outside, but rather fix things on the inside. And then that will be externalized naturally rather than the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's absolutely. That's, and, 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 you know, let's on that, what I just mentioned on that topic has, you know, meditation or, you know, internal reflection become a part of, of your journey here in, in 2020 as, as you, you know, had this time to reflect and stuff like this, has that come on, come up for you? Yeah, it, it's really interesting that you, you bring that up. So meditation is one of the practices I've been trying to incorporate in 2020. I would say I'm, I'm the, I'm the person who's always wanted to be a meditator, <laughs> but somehow I've haven't been able to get it down. And I, I really like your experimental mindset because I think it's, it's just a question of finding what is the right approach for me, right? Like with journaling, it took me, it took me various attempts before I actually have got this habit down in a sustainable way. And I think it's, it's the same thing with meditation. So uh, I've, I've tried some of the, the well-known apps out there, still haven't been able to, to get it, but that is something I'm very interested in. 
yeah just because yeah. I, you know i hear about it so much and i i, I really i recognize the intrinsic value in it but uh it's as you know it's not about just doing it one or two days it's about the consistency and yeah making it a habit yeah and i i'm i'm an avid um proponent, uh, a fan of, of meditation and spirituality. That's been, you know, my, my sabbatical kind of going back to that time, uh, for myself. And as we, as we were talking about your sabbaticals, my, my big pull for taking that sabbatical was I felt this level of emptiness within mm -hmm. myself, right? Like I, I had gotten to a point in my career where I had gotten the promotion, right. I had gotten the, the, the increased paycheck, um, and, you know, from the outside looking in, it was, it was great. Like that hero's journey of getting to that, that high point and you mm -hmm. feeling like, okay, you know, is this it? That question that a lot of, I've heard a lot of guests ask. And at that point, I felt like there's something deeper for me to explore. So the journey became about spirituality and it became about really asking the big questions in life. Like, why are we alive? Like, what's my purpose in life? And asking a lot of those things. And that took me down a journey of, of staying a lot of, you know, spending a lot of time in spiritual centers and in, in monasteries. And, um, you know, I took a lot away from that, but just yeah. the, just the practice of, of meditation too, and just being able to, um, you know, sit with yourself and reflect on things. And, it, and to your point, it is an experimentation because there's so many different modalities in meditation too, just like exercising, right? There's hit, mm. there's yoga, yeah. there's so many different ways that you can, you can work out your body in the same way with meditation, there's, there's different ways to get to the same result over the long yeah. term. Yeah. Right? Um, I would say the closest I got to that in 2020 was the regular running I was doing over the summer. And for me, that's kind of been a form of moving meditation where I was running at a high enough pace that I couldn't, I couldn't listen to anything. I couldn't concentrate on anything else except just maintaining my current speed. Yeah. And so that, that was kind of like this, this very strong mind body connection and, uh, you know, very, really in that, in that particular state. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's what it really boils down to Vijay. Like it's, it's, it's the sitting down and closing your eyes and meditating. And I think a little bit of that, what it really entails is you practicing to be present, right? Like mm -hmm. that's your practice. When you sit down, you focus on your breath. It shouldn't just be left on the cushion, right? Like you take that level of presence of being just in the moment to everything else that you're doing. So like, you know, exercising, running and surfing uh, and stuff like this is, is such a great example of, of moving meditation or just being in the present because you're not really thinking about anything else. And that's, you know, if you've, if you've heard of Eckhart Tolle would be here now, um, you know, he, he talks a lot about that, right? He talks a lot about being in the present moment. And, you know, if you want to call it meditation, like you're meditating all day, essentially. Right? because mm. you're no really like, you're not in your thoughts rather you're just in the present moment and, and that's such a great example of running uh, allows you to just be in your body and you're just in the present moment you're just running same thing with surfing you can't you know if you if you distract if you go thinking about what you have for breakfast you're going to take a dip <laughs> in yeah, the water yeah. you cannot you cannot be unpresent so those things force you to be present but it's like how can you take that level of presence to the the rest of your day and that's become a big practice for me in, in 2020 in the last few years that I, I really try to do that and it's not easy you know when when we're engaged in society with so many um things that pull us in whether with our social media with our cell phones with you know everything that we do on the net so uh yeah. Yeah, that that's been a great practice and yeah and I appreciate you allowing me to reflect on that as we were talking because that's that's become a 
a, a big piece and that came out of my sabbatical, right? Like that was my mm. sabbatical journey. Now we, you know, yeah. we talked a bit about sabbaticals and that's been sort of the key, key theme that we've explored, right? So is, yeah. is, are sabbaticals for everyone? You know, should everyone be taking a sabbatical? You know, I have my own, own perspective on it, but I'd love to hear from you, you know, from someone that's taken two at this point. Yeah. So as with many questions, I would say the answer is it depends. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a good way to think of it is if the person has even the slightest, slightest urge or inkling for taking a sabbatical, that's probably something worth exploring. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I know people who get a lot of energy and inspiration and insight from just like living a very busy life, like adding, adding more things and doing a lot. And through that, they're able to to, you know, to, to take things to the next level. Um, so maybe in, in their case, just having a blank slate is, is not, uh, you know, not the ideal option. But I think if, if, if the person is, is feels like that's something that's, uh, that would, that would be interesting, it's, it's probably worth exploring that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting as you were, um, talking about the sort of the pursuit of either more or less, mm. you know, it's either bringing on more things or, yeah. you know, decreasing them. I've, I've had my own journey around that. It's like, you know, having a lot of things on your plate versus simplifying your life to only focus mm. on the most essential. I don't know if you've heard of the book, uh, essentialism by mm. yeah, Graham, you have the, yeah. the, the disciplined pursuit of less, right? Have yeah. you, what's been your experience with that, right? Like having a lot on your plate versus just simplifying to the most essential things in life like how what's your experience um in, under that umbrella yeah i, I mean I, I find for me i get uh, a lot of peace of mind when i uh, am very intentional about my priorities like one thing i've been doing during my sabbatical of course with having all this wide open space and you know 100 million possibilities it's it's easy to get overwhelmed so i set the one thing i want to get done for the day and then even if the rest of the day i do nothing else it's okay the day is still a success yeah um, and uh so i've been doing that and that's been that's been working great for me and i think actually you know that translate translates very well into our work lives as well uh, if you think about you know for for people working in tech or you know for uh, people who are knowledge worker roles it's not just about more output it's not just about creating more widgets you know uh, spending two additional hours working doesn't mean necessarily that you get more done. It's really about doing the right work. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's, it, it is very much about, um, you know, figuring out what are the one or two or three key things that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, as, as you're talking, I'm just reflecting on, um, you know, sabbaticals and, and taking the time and being intentional about mm -hmm. it, I think is a big piece of it, right? Like yeah. it's being, being intentional in your growth, right? It doesn't have to be all planned because we talked about that too. It's like, yeah. you, you don't have to have everything mapped out and I'm going to read 25 books and do this and this and this, and that's too rigid, but also being intentional that there are some areas that you want to focus on that you want to work on. And that could marry nicely um, with traveling as well, right? If you wanted to travel uh, and, and see some of that, see some of the world too. I actually combined the two you know, mm -hmm. I, mix, I mixed your your um, sabbatical number one and sabbatical number two together, where yeah. I did I did a, a good mixture of both fo really focusing on, for me, it was the, um, the spiritual growth, um, mm -hmm. you know, the sort of the meditation, uh, understanding the present moment. So that was a big focus of mine. But then I married that nicely with, um, 
with traveling and going to different places around Europe and Asia. So I, yeah. I, I like the the marriage of the of the two sabbaticals that that you had. Um, yeah. Now, when we think about sabbatical, right? Like, and and you know, it's uh, kind of one of the last questions around sabbaticals, right? Like, mm. are they can they be a replacement, you know, for retirement? Like, what do they? What has it done for you as you think about sort of long term effects of having taken this? You know, yeah. and and I, I suppose the second part of it is, um, you know, how does that integrate? Like, how do you show up differently when you go back to work, having mm. taken this time off? Yeah. So I personally don't plan to retire ever. I don't plan to have a point where I just completely stop working and lay on the beach all day long. Or, uh, and uh, so so I you know this idea of using sabbaticals as a replacement for retirements is one that interests me a lot you know you know if you look at um if you look at like kind of traditionally how retirements have been people put off a lot of the things that they want to pursue mm. till they are 60 or 65 plus and then then they have all the time in the world to do those things right and um i think i i think f- for me personally i would rather integrate that throughout my life um yeah at various stages rather than defer all of it for uh, for much later in the future. Um, and, you know, I think this actually comes to a, a more general point about how in today's reality, we really have to, uh, the onus is very much on us as an individual to figure out what makes sense, right? Traditionally, we've gotten a lot of that from, from culture or, or even from biology. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, today, you know, things have changed so much from just one generation ago. Right. So things that made complete sense career wise for so long, some sometimes don't really fit today's uh, today's reality. Right. Like even something like, for example, you go to university, you learn a topic super in depth and then you work 40 years in that area. Well, that's not how today's world works, right? We have to keep learning continually. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you actually have to take time off to really learn about new areas, uh, or you just have to figure out a way to incorporate that continuously into uh, into your professional life. So so I think it's um, there, there, like, you know, the, the more general point is that we have to, you know, look at what culture offers us, but in some of those areas, it actually doesn't fit today's reality. And then we have to figure out what what might work better for us mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, going back to the, the the point of replacing retirement for sabbaticals I, I love that point you know I think it's a it's you're more sustainable in that way you know and mm-hmm. and I don't feel that I want to retire either because you 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 know when you're on your sabbaticals and if you're not if you're only traveling a lot, yeah. right. And you're just kind of living in different places. I've found that gets old pretty quickly too. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you're not focusing on yourself, you're not growing. That's such a big component. If you don't feel you have growth and you're just traveling, it, it's fun for a limited amount of time. You get that stimulus, you get that, you know, excitement in the beginning. But then if you stay in a place for one month, two months, you're going to want to do something, right? So yeah. that starts to come on live anyways. And I, I don't see that going away when you're older, right? Like you're continue, you're going to want to continue to work on certain things. Um, but I think there's so much um, sustainability in, mm. in taking sabbaticals periodically, right? And that might look different for every individual, right? That might be 
you know, if that's five years, 10 years, whenever you feel the urge to, to go explore, that might mean, you know, in between changing roles, that might mean yeah. in between, uh, uh, you know, changing different business units, whatever that means for you, or maybe in between starting new businesses or taking a sabbatical to start a new business, right? Like whatever that yeah. model is for you, but, you know, kind of normalizing that ability. I know some corporations are, are um, advocating for that like salesforce does a great job in that i know i don't know if it's a six month sabbatical or a year sabbatical they allow you to do and you can come right back in some companies don't do that but i think in the new world of reality in the yeah. future i think that's going to be more normalized for people to do um yeah and for from two people that have gone through that <laughs> gone through that journey i think it's it does uh you know you do become a lot more sustainable because i remember personally for me for, for me and i want to ask you this question too when i came back into the workforce I felt rejuvenated. I felt, uh, you know, I came back into the same company that I was working at before. So now, um, you know, I'm at that company. I'm actually stepping into leadership starting this year in 2021. And I just felt rejuvenated for the company, for the work. And it started to, I started to understand the place it has in my life. Like it wasn't the sole thing that I was doing. Like work wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Work was a part of something that I did as an individual. And there were so many different parts uh, for me that I could focus on, right? So I started to get a, a good, good understanding of what work meant for me. So what, what, what did that look like for you? Or what would you say, like the, when you're integrating back into the workforce, you know, what does that, what does that look like coming off of a sabbatical? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting. Cause I would say the first eight months I was completely disconnected from professional activities, which was also, you know, a refreshing change and really gave me a, a lot of space to work on personal things. And then um, since then, you know, it's uh, then I, I, I would I would also use the word re rejuvenated. Uh, I, I feel very rejuvenated right now to get back into professional activities. And I've kind of um, dipped my toes in with starting uh, a podcast. I launched a podcast that was kind of like one of uh, one of the professional product uh, projects in, in the sabbatical. Um, and also dive into certain areas like, you know, I work in marketing and I really wanted to learn a lot more about product marketing specifically. I think that's becoming a very strategic area in marketing. And I've been able to do that mm -hmm. uh, uh, in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do it while, while working full time, like, if, you know, um, uh, connected with people who are in uh, product marketing positions and uh, done courses and, and really, really got into the, into the topic a lot more. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It just allows you the space to explore the things that you want to explore that you haven't had the ability or time to do so, right. You can kind yeah. of dive, dive deeper into those. Um, yeah. And, and I, and I love the aspect of, of feeling rejuvenated for work, right. Because when you get into the flow of, of just, you know, doing things to do them, right. It becomes mm. a sort of a, you're just kind of sleepwalking through life. It's not a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. really not a good feeling. And I think for 20 in 2020, a lot of people reflected on that because they, you know, perhaps it wasn't a sabbatical, not out of choice, but a lot yeah. of people sat home and reflected on their lives and really thought about what they wanted to do. And, and, I've, and I've heard a lot of people making changes, right? Like making a lot of changes in life, becoming better. And I think, you know, as, as, as bad as 2020 was for a lot of people and, and not discounting that in, in, in a lot of ways, I think it really, there's a lot of uh, uh, opportunities and a lot of good things that came out of 2020 because it really, I think it was the year of personal growth in some ways, you know, it really allowed people to uh, grow in all aspects and really reflect on what's most important uh, yeah. in, in their lives. Yeah. I mean, it was a year where we kind of had to stay in our homes and really 
kind of be with ourselves and be with maybe our significant others or families, but we couldn't we couldn't kind of escape in any way. Um, we had to we had to face up to to the reality and um, yeah, I think in in that sense also uh, with with the sabbatical, you know, even touching upon the earlier point of retirement, it's you know it's it's kind of a preview of that. You can see, okay if if your agenda is open, what are you going to do, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes away, you know, if you think about it, like in life, the two very like kind of strong factors shaping our, our decisions and activities are uh, money and time, right? And the, you know, with, um, with, with the sabbatical, if you aren't doing things that are like directly related to money and you have a lot more time, well, then that, that opens up some other opportunities and you can see, okay, like in, in, that, in that kind of new environment, what, what do you actually end up doing, right? What do you want yeah. to do? And then what do you actually end up doing? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And that sometimes uh, leads into, you know, what you want to do for the long term, because you realize if, you know, if you don't get paid for it, what do you, what do you, what are you pulled towards? Or you can integrate yeah. that into your life more, right? If it isn't a, a thing that's going to get you paid or you, you can sustain monetarily on that, you know, it's something yeah. that you can include in your life more and more. So you, you mentioned you started um, the, the On Path podcast in 2020. So let's talk about that yes. a little bit. You know, what, what, uh, what prompted you to start it and, and, and what, it, what it entails? Yeah, so it was actually not something I had planned at all. I've been an avid consumer of podcasts for, I would say, the last four or five years. And sometime late in the summer, I got the urge to actually start creating. Um, and I think, it, I think it's a great feeling when you've been just consuming to also start creating. And then I would I would say it actually allows you to be a, a more mindful and appreciative consumer afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest takeaways is that actually the barrier to entry is very very low. Uh, if if you want to do it right now, there's actually the, the ecosystem is so mature that it it takes no time to to get get off the ground. And what's magical is also that it's a permissionless medium. I didn't need to convince any agent or get any approvals or I just had to do it, you know, and, and that, that's something that's so powerful. And I think that's, you know, there've been kind of many negative aspects of, uh, of technology and the internet in kind of how we live our lives. But this has been one of the very, very positive ones where you, uh, you can create something and you don't need anybody to, to give you the okay before you can put it out there and share it with the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that aspect of it. And I, and I completely agree, you know, from someone that started uh, his podcast in 2020 as well, uh, you know, this, this podcast um, yeah. and it, yeah, the, the, the barrier to entry is super, uh, it, it's not difficult at all, right? It's, it's, you can, you can start something really quickly and it, and it also gives you the ability to connect with people, right? Yeah. Connect with people uh, and uh, that have a similar mindset to, to, to yourself. And yeah, that's how Vijay and I met. You know, we met yeah. through LinkedIn and he commented on a, uh, on a podcast episode, an audiogram that I had posted through a common connection. And we connected over that, right? We wouldn't have been doing this episode if it wasn't uh, for us putting ourselves out there with their podcast and, you know, you commenting and it just, it just opening. So that's, that's magical too, for me, it's the connections and how you meet people around the world, um, you know, through, through this medium too. Um, and, and what, yeah. what, is your podcast revolved around, right? What's your, you know, what, what are some of the topics that you cover? Yeah, so it's all about the career and life stories of professionals in technology. 
I've had the, the, the good fortune of working with a lot of very interesting, inspiring people. And so the starting point really was connecting, connecting back with some of them and having them tell their story about how they got to where they are, to, to where, to where they are today. And it, it's not really meant as purely a highlights reel. I mean, of course there are many highlights, but I try and dig into some of the lowlights as well and really show the ups and downs of, uh, of their journey. Um, and then more recently, I've also been connecting with people who I don't know personally, but we've just met recently and who also have interesting stories. So um, it's, it's really, it's really all about their stories. And I think podcasting is the ultimate medium for that because you hear the person's voice, you hear the passion, you hear, you hear the pain sometimes. And um, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic for that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So go check out on path podcast. Uh, if you're interested at all on all major platforms, uh, a plug for VJ here. And I've heard some of his podcasts they are amazing. Uh, especially if you're, uh, you know, kind of are in the professional world and trying to get an understanding of, of how you can, um, advance your career and also how you can look at your career from a holistic uh, set set of eyes, right? Just holistically what others have been doing in their, in their, uh, in their professional career. So great, great place for that. Uh, now, as we come to an end of this episode, I mean, I'd be remiss not to talk about 2021 and what your, what your vision is for 2021 or what do you want 2021 to look like for you? Uh, as I'm sure Jan becomes that, uh, that month of New Year's resolution. I don't like the I don't like the resolutions because I think it's a consistent journey. But I yeah. do like uh, the starting of a new chapter. You know, uh, I look at New Year's that way. It's kind of like turning the page to a new chapter. So chapter whatever that looks like for you in this yeah. year, chapter twenty twenty one. So what does that look like for you? And what are some of the things that you want to achieve uh, here in twenty twenty one? Yeah. So, well, uh, one of the things that's kind of um, top of agenda is. Uh, finding a new position, uh, kind of going on to my next challenge. Uh, 2020 was, was, uh, was terrific for the sabbatical and now I'm, I'm, I'm ready for my next thing. So that's basically what I'm going to be working on in, in Q1. Uh, and then throughout the year, I'm intending to maintain all those good habits that I mentioned, you know, that I've uh, kind of been able to develop in, in 2020, make sure that even, you know, through the ups and downs of 2021, I'm able to sustain all that. Um, we are like the, with my wife, but we're, we're both planning to move this year to, to a new place. One of the things that was nice about 2020 is we got to explore a bit and found this really nice place that we'd, we'd like to live. So um, we're planning to make them that move this year as well. Um, so just locally within Switzerland. Got it. Got it. Amazing. Yeah. Well, good luck on your journey. I'll, I'll keep a tab uh, for that, for that status update on LinkedIn when, when you do get that new challenge uh, yeah. and also uh, good luck on your podcast and you continuing to grow that um, and we'll absolutely stay in touch. Thank you for, for uh, joining us, sharing your story, you know, talking about just the case for sabbaticals, right? Like yeah. what do they mean? What is it meant for you in your personal journey? And just, uh, uh, you know, how this could be a, uh, uh, sort of a path for individuals, right? It, uh, not to say that this is for everyone at every time, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it has to align with your timing and it has to be the right thing and you have to focus on certain things. But just the, uh, 
just the case for it and also what you can get out of sabbaticals. I, I loved, you know, talking into that and, and dig, digging deeper into what they look like for you. The first one with the travel and then the second one with more personal growth. And, you know, I appreciate, uh, you know, you bringing this up because it allowed me to reflect on, on my sabbatical as well. And I think we've made quite the case with the both of us <laughs> for sabbaticals. Yeah. Uh, so we might have some people wanting to take some, you know, soon, but I think the big thing I took away from, from, from your, the conversation too, is be intentional about it. Right, you be thoughtful about what it is that you're wanting to do. Are you trying to just escape, or is yeah. it, you know, are you trying to focus on uh, something more uh, definite for yourself? Right, what are you trying to get better at? And you can mix that with a, a bit of tra traveling, and then also you highlighting yeah. some of the habits, right? Like, what have you yeah. gotten better in 2020, and what that looked like for you? Um, yeah. So, so thank you again. Did you have any last thoughts before we uh, end the conversation? Yeah, yeah, just a, a couple of final thoughts there. Uh, also, I mean, there's a lot that other people don't see and maybe don't necessarily want others to see. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, for me, there have been small things like, you know, I call my mom every day and it's not something that goes on my resume or, you know, some big project I accomplished in 2020, but it's still a very meaningful change that came about from from that uh, open space. So, um, you know, it you don't necessarily have to, have this grand agenda it could be a lot of things that are that are very personal and that you know that are maybe small so um but if you're interested in it uh definitely feel free to reach out to me uh, on linkedin i'm uh, would be more than happy to uh, to share with you my experience um yeah and how can people find you on on linkedin or any other uh social media platforms if you're on any yeah, so uh, so i'm on linkedin if you just search by my name you can uh, find me and the url is just uh, my full name. Um, Got it. So we can put a link to that. And for the, for the podcast, you can find it at onpathpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, would be, would be thrilled to connect. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Vijay. You have a great, uh, great rest of your Saturday and also happy 2021. Happy new year. Thank you. Same to you.